This week, we're starting out with another installment of our Key 3. That's our project that takes us into the kitchens of the most interesting cooks we know and asks them what are their three essential recipes. Well, this week, our Key 3 pick is Isaac Mizrahi. Isaac is the much-awarded international designer, judge on Project Runway All-Stars, and the man who started cooking at 11 years old when he fell in love with the word sauté. It's not easy to describe Isaac. He's so intensely engaged in everything that he does. He's a self-taught cook who doesn't waste time. He goes directly to the masters, and he has this critic's eye for whose recipes to trust and not to trust. Well, Isaac invited us up to his offices where he designs, films, and cooks. His kitchen is white, wide open to the rest of the loft and streamlined. But there's a big crystal chandelier over the island, an Isaac touch if there ever was one. And that's where we settled in. Isaac, this is just a treat. We are here in this studio that you have. That's right. Yeah, this mm -hmm. place. You, you do... You do a show from it's here, a one-stop shopping because I have all of my design studio in the other room. As you've noticed, there's like millions of designers who I work with, right? Inches. And then in here, it's our kind of studio where we tape things like our we have like a website and we do you know all those kind of segments, and we also tape our sometimes our QVC show from here. And you have a full kitchen here. That's right, we do. It's actually not a bad kitchen, I have to say. I have to say, yeah, it's all white. Right. We're sitting at an island, and we've got mm -hmm. a pile of. Jars and yes, we we've do. got veggies and whatever. <laughs> okay, so key three recipes for you. All right, you? well, you know, key, key three, that's a really hard thing. You know, when you ask me what are my most kind of guarded favorite recipes that work in millions of different ways, right? That's part of it. Exactly. Like a exactly. workhorse kind of recipe. One is Jacques Pepin's chocolate souffle recipe which is flawless. It's such a flawless recipe. I picked uh, Alex Garnaschelli's sort of yellow and red tomato sauce because it's so easy and it's so incredibly delicious. Um, and then the third one I picked is a vinaigrette, which I don't even think anybody, who authored the vinaigrette recipe? Nobody, right? I mean, this is the way my mom used to make vinaigrette and it's kind of like the best way to make vinaigrette in a jar. You and know. you can do anything with it. You can do anything with any three of those recipes. Like that tomato sauce is really versatile. That souffle, you can do endless amounts of sauces and add things to it. And this vinaigrette, my dear, you could put almost anything in it and it could be really delicious. So you're going to show me how to make the, the vinaigrette? Should now? I how do you it? do the vinaigrette? I will, yes. I'll give you the basic idea. I'm going to start by mincing some garlic. Now, to be honest, I would press it, but you know you're not supposed to because it makes it a little bitter when you press it. So... Those of us who like are snobs about things, which I'm not, but at least for radio <laughs> shows, I am kind of right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, you know, mince Don't a little garlic. Don't be intimidated. Sorry, it's Sorry. okay. <laughs> now the other thing about garlic, when you add it to a vinaigrette, is you have to be careful because if you add too much, it gets, it's just not right, is it? It's too it's much. It's too yeah. much. It's yeah. like garlic toast when you put too much garlic on the toast, and it's like, I don't know how much you think that much, like that. Yeah, much. I is think that what, right? what that's a good sized clove. So right? you're doing what about half of it? Uh, yeah, about half a good sized clove. Okay. Right, and here we are chopping away. With such, notice I have such wonderful knife skills. You okay? really do that. I'm kidding. Okay, that was a joke. I'm right? not kidding. That was you a are joke. doing paper thin slices. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. I'm, try, okay. I'm trying to mince it. <laughs> I don't have a good. I don't have good <laughs> leverage here. But all right, so you're mince, mince, mince. Let's pretend that's really well 
well minced. Okay. And you know, right. by the way, if you were Jacques, you'd smash it a little bit and mince it, make it into a paste, you know, the way they do. Right. And we can if we want, right? We can. But this is radio, so nobody can see what you Exactly. Doing. Okay. All right, so let's say that's finely minced and you put it in a jar. Then olive oil, right? A good okay. olive oil. Okay. Um, and there was that olive oil scandal where, like, you know, some of it was really, like, you know, turpentine. And awful made stuff. Made in Italy. Yes. Labels. Yes. Yeah. Did you yeah. read that in The New Yorker a few years yeah. ago? Yeah, and now he's done a book called Extra Virginity. Right. Yes. I'm very thing. paranoid about my brands of olive oil since reading that article. Yeah, take a look at the book. There's some interesting information. All right, what is this, yeah. like, two tablespoons, let's say, for an average salad? You say when two tablespoons. When? when? About two tablespoons. Okay, that's yeah. two tablespoons, You've got it. right? Yeah. And then one part... Vinegar. So, I mean, you could use any vinegar in the world. You've got quite a selection. Here. I know. What do you like? Well, you've got you've got the sherry vinegar. You've got balsamic. Mm -hmm. You've got rice vinegar, and you've got uh, a special wine vinegar, dry and crisp white wine vinegar. You know, I'd go with the sherry. Okay, vinegar. I agree. That's classic. Right? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of yeah. Julia, Julia Child, like 1970s or whatever. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Now this, we have to just be careful. Okay. Yeah. And I would put like two parts to one part and not So even. two parts olive oil, one part vinegar. Yeah, and yeah. a little less vinegar, right? right. A little right. less than one part. It's really how you like it, right? That's right, okay. absolutely. Okay, so there's that. And then I, this is salt, right? I like it very salty, I have to say. I like to salt so the vinaigrette two, a lot. three pinches of salt? Right. Okay. Very good pinches. And I like a lot of pepper in there because I don't like to salt and pepper the salad itself. I like to use it in the vinaigrette. Do you know this is considered by the French to be one of the five mother sauces? yes. It's really true, right? Because you can do anything with this. If you chopped herbs and put that in there, it'd be delicious. If you put a little bit of mayonnaise, whether you make it yourself or it's Hellman's or something, delicious. If you put a little white wine in right. there, it's delicious, right? What else? Horseradish. And I'm gonna use I'm gonna I'm gonna use mustard in this. Not a whole lot of mustard, like what? Like about a teaspoon of mustard, right? Okay. Is that about a teaspoon? Because otherwise you all you taste is mustard. Okay, so there's that. I mean, that's basic. That's basic. There's oil, vinegar, right? Right. Salt, right. pepper, and the mustard, which helps, right? It just helps mm -hmm. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. mm. I mean, if I had a little white wine, dry white wine, You'd put I a would use bit in it there. just because I like the way it makes it less thick. It's not so viscous. Do you know what I mean? And it's easier to toss the salad, and it's delicious. But What so, happens next? Well, then, here's the thing. Like, you know people who make it in, in bowls and whisk it for hours? Yeah. Could yeah. you tell me why they do that, please? Well, they do it to emulsify it or yeah, get it to Yeah, but get this. <laughs> That's emulsification. <laughs> Better than you can ever... You're I'm shaking serious. Yeah, the, I'm just shaking yeah, yeah, it. You're shaking it like... Uh, yes, And exactly. I have to tell you, this is rather a large jar. I like a smaller jar. I'll tell you what the best jar in the world is. Because this is like a, uh, this is like a pickling jar. Right, it's a ball jar. Yeah, and it has yeah. like a separate... Lid on lid it. And, yeah, yeah, that comes apart. But I like the, the Hellman's mayonnaise like mini... I swear I just buy them. So I can empty them out and use the jars for vinaigrettes <laughs> because it's so perfect. It's the right size and it has this kind of plastic top that isn't two parts and you can wash it. It's fantastic. I love it. Okay, so now this is the vinaigrette and I bet it's delicious. Now, can I just tell you a little tiny secret? Sure. My little secret about this. You know what I always do is just a little pinch of sugar and that's cheating, I think, because you're supposed to be able to get the proportions right, but this corrects in this crazy way. Like, and if you wanted a little lemon in there, good. Right, but I always right. find lemon really hard to work with. I don't know why, because you always just taste the lemon. 
It takes over. It takes over. It really, really does to me. There's a theory that sugar blends little bits of sugar that you don't really taste, but that it blends flavors. Does it? Well, that's what it does. I've I don't know this. how, but whenever I leave the sugar out, I could always go like, oh, that's bitter. Oh, that's too lemony. Oh, that's too much vinegar. Oh, something's wrong with it. And the minute I just add that magic, little teeny dram of sugar, it really does a trick. I'm telling you, it's funny. Oh, you want to taste it? Yeah, can okay. we taste Let's it? Taste it can yes. we taste it? Should we taste it on the lettuce? I think that would be right fabulous. On. All right, do we have like, well, there's a little tong. Should I just dress this? Because this is seems sure. like the right amount. Absolutely, and absolutely. This is what? This is just a little butter lettuce, right? Right, a little butter lettuce. And here are the tongs. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're going to go like, oh, yeah, right. That's just vinaigrette. But if you wanted to do, let's see, like a little horseradish would be delicious. I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't. Because I like the idea of just a classic recipe that can be taken, that can be taken away, you know? All right. It yeah. smells absolutely marvelous. I'm going to try a little some myself. Just before yeah. you try it, I better try it. Or you, 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 you tell me. Uh -oh. uh, I'll, like, I'll, be, I'll, be your, I'll be your tester. <laughs> oh, I mean, how do you... Mm. The vinegar comes through. Wow. There is a little too much of it on the salad, but you see it's delicious, right? It sets off the salad. Mm -hmm. It really sets mm -hmm. off the salad, and you can taste the vinegar, and you can taste the mm -hmm. mustard. Yeah. You get all the elements. I mean, I don't taste the sugar at all. No, you don't. And the thing is, it's sharp tasting, right? It's sharp, yeah, but, it but it's not annoyingly sharp. Like no. you want to keep eating this. Isaac, tomato. Isaac, if you ever decide to give up on the clothes, <laughs> there's a future here. There's a future here. <laughs> Isaac, thank you. Thank you. You're the best. Isaac, you just talked us through how you do your vinaigrette, but now let's talk about the other two of your key three recipes. And one is a tomato sauce and the other one is a chocolate souffle. Right. Let's talk about the tomato sauce first because I'll tell you, like, um, you know, my whole life I've been beguiled, perplexed by the idea of creating fresh tomato sauce. It's not an easy thing. Am I right about that? Uh, it's tricky. It can be it's really tricky. tricky. Yeah. And in order for it to have any flavor at all, you really have to completely like, you know, and people cheat and they put a little bacon in it and they do stuff to it. I'm thinking, no, that's not tomato sauce. I want just tomato sauce, you know? And one day I saw Alex Garnaschelli on her show demo this tomato sauce. And I was like, that is a good, there's a good thing because it was no trouble. Right. Right. And it was incredibly delicious, you know, and I could tell just watching this girl do it and her little secrets and her crazy little ways that she put this stuff together. And then I love that she just put it in a blender. That was my favorite part of the recipe, you know? Yep, just yeah. <laughs> toss the whole thing <laughs> in. Toss the whole thing in a blender. Rip, Excuse right. me, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Are you judging me or something? Seriously, it's, it's the most delicious recipe. And by the way, I made tons of it this summer and I jarred it. I actually did like the jarring thing where you oh, boil it. Oh, you, you it canned can it. I canned it. I did, yes. I have many, many, many cans of it still. I have about 15 more cans left. And I did this in August and I've been eating it all all through the entire winter. Can you walk me through the process? Of what, canning? No, oh. about making the sauce. <laughs> yes, I can. Well, the special thing, I, you know, I have a very good friend who I gave a jar of it to. Only very special people got jars of this stuff, right? And he said to me, is it like ale vodka? Because it comes out this wonderful color. It comes out sort of pale uh -huh. because you use yellow tomatoes and red tomatoes. And weirdly, if you Google this on uh, the Food Network from her, it only says yellow tomatoes. But I'm telling you, on her show, she had both both yellow and red. So we would split the difference. It says five beefsteak tomatoes, yellow, 
right? But I would say like three and three. Okay. Right? All three right. yellows and three red. And then all you do, it's the craziest thing, is you just kind of, you uh, chop the tomatoes. Well, you skin them. Right. Right. So okay. you have to score right. them and boil them and take the skin right. off. And then you chop them, right? And then in a very, you know, sort of uh, in a saucepan, like a, a pan, you get your olive oil going with a lot of garlic and not onions, but shallots, which I think is delicious, right? When yeah, I saw that, I was like... Yeah, taste a little of onion, a little of a garlic. A little of onion, right. right. But so it's, it's garlic and shallots, right? And you just kind of cook those down a little bit with salt and pepper and some hot pepper, you know, pepperoncino, right? Mm -hmm. And then... Once that's cooked down a little bit, I swear you just throw it in the blender, right? And you, when it's in the blender, you add more, a little bit more olive oil and a little bit of vinegar and a teeny bit of sugar again, right? It's all about the little bit of sugar, you know? And the tomatoes are in there? The tomatoes are the in there. The raw yes, tomatoes? The, no, you've cooked them down. I'm saying you oh, take Oh, they're the cooked hot, down with this, everything this in the pan. hot cooked down thing in the pan. You put it in a blender and you just blend it with vinegar and you, you just kind of drizzle in olive oil while the, while the blender's going. Can you imagine? This is like making the vinaigrette in a way. Yeah, it it's, all it's all emulsified. It's delicious. And then you put it back in the pan and you boil it down a little bit further to get it a little bit thicker. Oh, boy. Right? It's wow. so good. Oh, by the way, you add herb, right? You add some herbs. Like you add, I think, a bit of um, oregano in this and maybe some basil, right? Mm. Those are the herbs that you add huh. while you're cooking it down in the first right. step, right? right? Yeah. And you could, add, and then the thing is, you've got this incredible sauce that can then be taken in so many directions. You could add cream to it. You could add meat to it. You can add, I make lasagna with it. I make baked ziti with it. I make all kinds of, it's my tomato product. Seriously? Your tomato product. My <laughs> tomato product. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, this, but this sounds like you could put this over a fish. You oh, put yeah. This... Oh, yeah. And it's delicious. And depending on how much hot pepper you like, it's all to taste. But what I do is I kind of keep it mild. It's almost like, you know, when you go to a good shop like, you know, Ottomanelli or Citarella, something like that, and you buy a nice tomato sauce just to use in something. Right. This is what I do. And then if I want it spicier or I want it to have some kind of other profile to it, you cook it down before you add it to the fish or the pasta. I just had the wildest idea. Tell me. Wouldn't it be fabulous to put this just at room temperature on the most wonderful summer tomatoes you taste, slice thick with some mozzarella, so you have tomato cooked on tomato raw on you, tomato. You are sick, you know that. I know I am. You are yeah. you're like the Colette of like all, seriously. <laughs> she is like the like the like the Proust of uh, of, of cooking show hosts, right? <gasps> That's no, a but, really good idea. Well, it just sounds so fabulous to do it together. Yeah. Okay, we better we better stop because the two of us are going to go over the top here. <laughs> oh my but, god. What about the <laughs> chocolate souffle? Well, the chocolate souffle is something that I discovered years ago from Jacques Pepin, and I think that of all cookbooks in the world, he has made the best cookbooks, right? Because the, 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 I, I find his recipes to be like suggestions more than recipes. They're really, really plain. It's like a, a really plain set of instructions on how to get somewhere, and then you fill in the blanks, you know? It's like cooking school. There's one book that he did called La Technique, there were two. There was La Technique and La Methode. And yes. if you do that book, it's one of the great lessons. You know, everybody uses Julia's book, which is also great. I used to use that too, The Art of French Cooking. Right. But Jacques' book is a little bit clearer. She was a little not so clear, okay? He was very clear here. Step one, step two, step three, where she was like, well, sometimes... 
you know, you want to beat the eggs over a little hot thing and you go, what is she talking about, right? She doesn't explain to you what chicken stock is, whereas Jacques goes, here's what chicken stock is, bones, water, you know, whatever it is, right? Right, right? So anyway, this recipe is very, very basic. It's literally four ingredients or five ingredients. It's chocolate, eggs, both whites and yolks, sugar, a little bit of sugar, a teeny, a teeny bit of butter just to butter the ramekin and sugar the ramekin. Right, the, the straight-sided small yeah. uh, containers that you're going to, right? And I can't Porcelain. Think, oh, and a little bit of milk that goes into the chocolate to make it a little lighter. Right. right. Yeah, and it's the simplest thing in the world. And of course, all making a souffle is is figuring out the egg whites, right? And there are so many people who will tell you so many different things about egg whites and cream of tartar and vinegar. I don't know what they say. And none of that's right because I can always taste that stuff when I eat something, mm -hmm. you know? But the way he describes how to whip the, 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 the egg whites is so actually funny and genius because you kind of know what he's talking about. He goes, you know, kind of beeat them till they're soft peaks, right? So Which is just, easy to you see. You lift the beater or whatever and, if it's and you kind see of a peak wilty, that goes exactly. over Exactly. It's a little, a little sad, yeah. wilty peak. And then you add the sugar while you keep beating it for one more minute. And I just love that it's one minute. It doesn't matter what speed. <laughs> Somehow it's like one minute, you know, in France, there's like, you know, the standard beating minute, you know, and they're perfect every time. And then he describes how to lighten the chocolate because that's not hard at all. You just kind of mix that together. And then you, you mix a little it. of the egg whites yes. in with the melted yes. chocolate. Now, I think here is where you make or break a souffle is when you're folding the sauce into the egg whites, right? If you are impatient and you, you don't have the patience to fold, let someone else do it because that is where you're going to not get any rise or the perfect rise. If you are very patient with it, it's going to be good. And also, you have to kind of walk away from it after a while, because if you overmix it, it's also not going to work. So when you say fold, you mean? Yeah. You mean turn the bowl and cut in half and, 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 and turn the, the contents over on itself. So it's these big, round, big, circular movements. And you you're don't not feel losing like, air. That's right. And you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. It doesn't look like you're getting anywhere. It looks like you're just turning the bowl and cutting the thing. But eventually, you will get somewhere, and you will be very happy. And then it goes into the ramekin. And then it bakes at, I think, like 400 degrees or something like that. And it's perfect. And when he tells you to take it out, darling, take it out. Because it's so great. It rises. And it's one of those things that you go, oh, no, it's not rising. It's not rising. And then minutes before it comes out of the thing, it's risen. It's so great. And then the, the, the middle is sort of like perfectly kind of molten and... and delicious. Oh. And the chocolate, I swear, the cho it's all about the chocolate, too, what kind of chocolate you get. I use this stuff called, now you have to pronounce it for me, because I, I would say, like, Calabot? Calabot? Uh, uh, Calabo. Yeah, all right. No, I don't know. I swear to God, I don't think it's Calabo. I think it's Calabot, because it's C-A-I-L-L -L something, B-O-T, or B-O-T-T-E, I forgot. Whatever. And you want to say Kaibo? We now say Kaibo, but it's Calabot. I swear to God, that's what it is. It's Calabot chocolate, and it's really delicious. And if you wanted to add a little espresso to that, and there's about a thousand sauces you could make, you could serve it with like you know, uh, whipped cream or raspberry with a little booze in the whipped cream or rum sauce. There's a rum sauce. The beginning of the recipe is the rum sauce, and I think I made the rum sauce once because it's no big deal. Yeah, it's the yeah. souffle that is so remarkable, you know. It's delicious. And it's also not that fattening, Lynn Rosetto Casper. Seriously. 
This is, you have just demystified the most mystifying and terrifying recipes that exist. You've just demystified. Really? Well, wait a second. Here's what's so, here's why. Because in his book, he says, if this fails, you can leave the souffle to deflate and cool overnight and then unmold it, cut it into wedges and serve with sweetened whipped cream with rum sauce. Hello. So if it fails, you still get a great cake out of it, right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Isaac, thank you. Come on, that's all. I refuse to believe that. Let's go out and have like a meal now. Are you kidding? Oh, well, yeah, you're on. <laughs> Take care. Now I'm starving.